Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. What's up, everybody out there listening? It's your boy, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Money Motivation Podcast. Got a couple of our squad members in the saddle with me this evening. Mark Ranger, CEO of Money Motivation, as well as Johans Harrison, CEO of of Money Script Wealth Management. Uh, Before I introduce both of the guys, we're going to get right into it. Let everybody out there, if it's your first time listening, we do, we're running this like a game. So I want to let everybody know the format before we get this thing jumped off with both of our squad members. Basically, first quarter, I asked both of our guests a question. They both answer. That's the first quarter. Then I'll turn it over to Mark to ask Johans a question. That'll be the second quarter. We'll go to a quick halftime, come out of the halftime, turn around, Johans, you ask Mark a question. He answers it. That's the third quarter. And as we always do, especially prepare fourth quarter that I think you will enjoy if you are a first-time listener. But, again, welcome to the Money Motivation Podcast, an unscripted view into the game of business and money. You've never heard money talk like that. This is time to get in the game. Don't chase the bag, attract the bag. What's up, Mark? How you doing? What's up, Johans? Let's this thing jumped off, man. I'm going to go ahead and... Um, just go ahead and ask y'all a question, man. And, um, you know, whenever I'll let y'all, you know, do a quick greeting, if you will. And I'm going to go ahead and ask y'all this first question to keep, get this, keep this thing running, man. Yeah, let's get it in. Let's get it in. We're ready to rock. What's up, do dude? Do it. Do it. What up with you, man? How are you? Hey, man. Maintaining. Maintaining. I just All want right, to know, so did, did, did you get the nickname Hollywood before? What you <laughs> saying, yo? I just What'd want to know say? if you got the nickname Hollywood before or after you moved to L.A. <laughs> that was before, long before, actually. Oh, before. oh man, that's, yeah. that's, that's new to me. Well, right. Hey, as a matter of fact, let to, me tell you real quick. Before I ask you all the question. Let me tell you how he got the name or whatever. I think oh, it was okay, we'll do it on this me, podcast think, then. That works. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it out, give it, let it out the bag. It was our partner, if I remember correctly, tell me right. I think Andre Johnson gave it to you first, Hollywood. I think I think that's that, right. I think it was Andre or Mickey. I think it was Andre though. Andre yep. or Mickey, but I think it was Andre. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. They gave it to you first, and what, and what solidified it was when we heard it. Whatever, I backed it up and said we called him Hollywood because he could do everything but draw. He couldn't draw with the <laughs> 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 nothing else. His brother could not do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so that's why we called him Hollywood, man, because he was a superstar in the class, a superstar on the, on the field with us. Uh, obviously an amazing businessman. We always knew that, that this, uh, this was his path or whatever. So now we're introducing this Money Motivation Podcast. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. I'm going to start with you, Mark, actually. Um, how did you decide on your business differentiator prior to starting your business? Two-part question. And how – does it distinctly help you compete in your market currently? And a quick backdrop to that question is a lot of people have a great product or a great service and they're great technicians and they go into business because they have a passion, but a lot of business owners do not think about what's their differentiator, especially if they're entering an industry that, you know, other people are in. But, again, there's a whole bunch of different breads I can choose from on at the aisle at the grocery store, but people go into business. Some people remain. Some people leave. Those who stay and prosper typically focus on a differentiator, if that makes sense. So that's kind of the backdrop to asking that question. Go ahead, brother. So I, I like this question a lot. I know Johans does too. Um, and the way I did it for the Money Motivation brand it actually, because um, I read a lot, and I try to research a lot of what works, and I remember reading a book. I don't remember which book it was. But the book talked about, uh, it basically, the concept was don't just build a business, build a brand, meaning a lot of people focus on running and gunning with the business, turning a profit, doing different things, but it's more about how you expand and build a brand, and the brand meaning what differentiates you. 
So I try to take a look at what are some common themes about good brands and how they can differentiate. differentiate. So to answer your question on how I decided on the money motivation brand um, and the differentiator prior to starting it or as I was starting it, I looked at three things. I said, one, okay, who is this brand for? Meaning what's the niche market? Secondly, what am I trying to sell? And then third, how do I want to price it? Those are the three pieces of differentiators. So here's how I thought about it. First, it was just a brain dump. All right, who's the brand for? The brand is for the self-made. Self-made meaning people who did not come from money. That's simply what I mean by that. I know people always say, well, nobody's self-made. I don't argue with people like that. That's not what I'm talking about. Of course, everybody gets help. But the point is, if you didn't come from money, then you are a self-made person in terms of achieving a certain financial status uh, that you did not inherit. So I wanted to target those people, the have-nots and those that came for that, because I came from that. Uh, secondly, I wanted to target the entrepreneur, business leader, high achiever type mindset. So those type of people who were entrepreneurially or business related and connected, but in the modern world, so not the typical ivory tower corporate type situation, but more of a modern business leader and entrepreneur because it moves different in today's world. Uh, I also wanted it to be and have the concepts of power and freedom embedded in it in terms of people who wanted that in their life and understood the power behind that. And in the money motivation actual brand name, I wanted money to be in it specifically because it's provocative, meaning I needed the money component to be there because economics to me is what it's all about. You can't be free without the economic piece. We talked about that in a previous podcast, but it's also provocative in that depending on the person, everybody's got a different lens about what that means. So it creates a a provocative piece as a differentiator. So that was first the who. I wanted people who identified with those things. The second was, what am I going to sell them? This originally started, and you might remember this, Montoya, we talked about it. It actually started as a media brand, meaning a publishing business and money content. Mm -hmm. That's actually what I had as a concept initially, but I I switched it and landed on it being a streetwear brand as the flagship product. And the reason I did that was a couple of things. One, I saw a gap in streetwear brands that were out there that could tell the story and embody the journey of that self-made entrepreneur, business leader, high achiever, in particular in urban or African-American communities and culture, I'll call it. I just felt like there was a gap there. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was I felt like leading with fashion because fashion drives culture. And if I could get people bought into the brand and what it stands for and they rock in the gear and they're connected with it and they represent it, once they're in that ecosystem, then I can introduce them to a media platform to educate but lead with the streetwear portion of it to get them tied in and how that enhances their ability to do those things. So that's how I settled on what to sell. And then the final piece was the pricing, meaning what I was going to charge. And there's three options when you're dealing with this. One is you could be a discount value provider. Second, you could be middle market. Or third, you could be a premium positioning. I decided to be a premium positioning brand in, in terms of pricing. And the reason I decided that is because, one, Reputation is important. People don't remember you. They remember your reputation. And perception drives the day when it comes to that. Secondly, people tie value to pricing. If something is priced more, even if they don't know what it's about, they immediately and psychologically tie more value to something that is more expensive. And then third, pricing is actually a differentiator because it's a status component if you're a premium brand and price it differently because you feel like in some way, there's a perception you're a part of something special. So those are all the elements I, I looked into. So the target became this self-made entrepreneur, business leader, high achiever, who connected with that mission of power and freedom and being able to inspire a life of power and freedom by pursuing your purpose, of course. And the brand, I wanted it to embody that way of life and enhance people's ability to live it every day with a premium positioning in terms of pricing to differentiate. That's how I landed on no, I love it. I love it. Matter of fact, we may get into, in a sense, what has that meant, meant along the way. You started with that and how has that been along the way. But before we kind of say, you know, how is it serving you now or what are you doing to develop that, which is partly the second question, second part of that question, let's let um, Johans, you jump in kind of on the first part of the question. And again, the question is simply, how did you decide on your business differentiator? prior to starting your business, and then I'll let go back to Mark and let you come in the second part as well. So just kind of answer that first. 
So to all of our, our faithful listeners out there, as, as you, you probably have heard that uh, I'm in financial services. Uh, I provide financial planning to entrepreneurs, uh, especially to physicians. That's my target market, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I came from corporate America, so I spent years uh, you know, building a, a anyone-that-can-fog-a-spoon type financial planning services uh, practice, meaning if, if you could come in, if you could rub two nickels together and you wanted some advice, I was going to give it to you. And I did that for nearly 14 years before I kind of woke up and said, well, I, what, what is my specialty? What, what is the type of client that I really love to work with? And as I did that research and I looked at my client base, I realized that it was physicians. They were some of my top clients and the best relationships I had. So when I started my financial planning firm, I decided that I wanted to focus on what I knew best. So the first thing I wanted to focus on was relationships. So I had a lot of good relationships with clients that built up over the years. I wanted to take that with me. But then I had to think, okay, that's my existing clients. How do I want to position myself to the new people? And what it broke down to was I needed to know that I was offering my products to the right people, that I was offering them the right type of products and services, that I was putting it at the right price, and I was positioning it properly so that I could scale the business over time. And so as I was going through this thought process of, okay, how do I want to name my company? What do I want it to represent? And the name of my company is Money Script Wealth Management. And you're going to love this. And I know, uh, Mark, you'd definitely be able to appreciate this. Um, there was a, I was listening to a song uh, while, I, I don't know, probably riding my car in the gym, something like that. I was listening to a song, and the song was called Stick to the Script by Jay-Z. And uh, if you know the song, it actually starts off M-O-B, stick to the script, which I don't know if this is a children's show, so I won't tell you what M-O-B stands for, but Google that. You can figure it out. Um, but that's the, that's the chorus to the song. And there's one line in the song where Jay-Z says, we aim, we shoot, y'all shoot aim, we stick to the script. And that's when it came to me. Because just like Mark said, I wanted the word money in my company name but I didn't know what else I wanted to go with it. And that's how I arrived at the money script because that's what I prescribe to my clients. The same way my, my physician clients prescribe, Hey, take this medicine. It'll help you feel better. Or, but they go through the process first. So let's figure out what's wrong before we just give you this medicine and send you home. And that's the same script that I apply to is let me find out what's going on in your financial life. What do you need? And then let me give you a prescription. And if you want it to work, stick to the script. We're going to first figure out where you are, then figure out where you want to be, and then give you the plan on how to get there. And all we're going to do is stick to the script no matter what ha happens around you. So that's how I arrived at the, at the money script. That's how I arrived at, at determining that my, my target market or my ideal clients or avatars is what I like to call them. That's how I arrived at them being physicians and people that are in the medical field because, again, it was based on those relationships that I already had and the things that I already enjoyed doing and just being able to take that and replicate it over and over again. And, of course, with a name like the money script, um, because that word script is there, it resonates with physicians really well. I'm also learning it starts to resonate with, with actors and people in Hollywood. I just got a new client today that's, that's, uh, that's a producer. And that's what attracted her to the name of when she saw the name of my firm. She's like, oh, you must work with a lot of people in Hollywood. I was like, I got a friend named Hollywood, but that's neither here nor there. So, so that's how I, how I evolved into uh, figuring out how I wanted to position myself, how I wanted to brand myself so then I could put myself out to the world and people would know exactly what it is. But like I say, there's not a lot of people that know exactly where the name came from, but now that this show's out, there's, I'm probably going to get some questions about this on my Twitter later because uh, there's probably a few people that don't know what MLB stands for. <laughs> nah, I love it. I love it. Um, and real quick, um, Hollywood, I absolutely do remember that conversation that you mentioned, um, you know, leading into, as you said, how you set yourself out as a differentiator. And I absolutely, when you first told me, I was blown away because one thing that I highlighted at the time, having spent some time in the music industry and understanding the power of branding and T-shirts in particular, because that was kind of initially your first focus now, this is you've expanded into more than T-shirts, but I just remember that being your focus. And when you explained to me how you did it, I was like, wow, that's opposite of what everybody else does. Everybody else builds 
then gets the clothing. You started with the clothing and finna come and kind of it's almost like they will know you before you come out. And here we are years later doing the Money Motivation Podcast. Again, not that you were necessarily planning to do the podcast, but the media part and the education has always been most important, but you have shown and proved with the branding of the clothing first. So just a brilliant approach. I was blown away when you told me about it, so I definitely wanted to let you know that, brother, I do remember that. Um, real quick question, kind of for both of you along these lines, in the sense of setting yourselves out, y'all both kind of have laid out how you started, how you came up with your differentiator prior to starting business, which, again, is a, 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 I'm not surprised because both of you are very successful business people, and that seemed to be one consistent, that they people started out with their differentiator. Some people find it along the way, but y'all started in advance. In having the differentiator going into it, along the way, has there been any need to develop it or focus on it or how do you do that? That can just be a quick answer, if you will, but just any thought because you you know how it is when you start in business, typically your ups and downs of certain things don't go as you plan. So any thoughts in regards to being that differentiator, anything that you, again, that you've had to develop or kind of work your way through, if you will, Mark? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think any any business is uh, it's like you're constantly you're constantly innovating, and most of your innovation is driven by the client or the consumer because you'll start to get consumers in your ecosystem. You'll get them into your uh, relationship management, so to speak. They'll tell you what they like or what they don't like or what resonates with them. So I think most of the changes and in innovations, because the Money Motivation brand was started in May of 2017, so we just hit three years, most of the innovations have been based on how the customer responded and how we saw they responded as a team or directly what they told us about what they were doing. And in terms of helping us compete in the market, because I know that was part of the question too, as a differentiator, the brand and the elements that I mentioned earlier, it, it helps us compete because I believe it helps create a very unique connection to that target market. So, yeah, people like the designs and the logo. They think it's slick. They think it's cool, and it's something that, you know, that, that they can – that's different, let's say, than anything out there in terms of just how it looks. But more importantly, the brand concept connects with them, and they feel like it represents them in, in a unique way. So when they put it on, it, I mean, it's a feeling. It's like it, it puts them in a mode, you know, almost like – when you, go on, when you go into battle, if you're a soldier, you've you got a uniform you put on, and that gets you in a different mode. We, when we about to go play football, Montoya, we put on that helmet and that uniform, you're in a different mode. So it's, it's suiting up. That's why one of the taglines is suit up, because you're suiting up in this, in this gear that's connecting with you and then putting you in that mode to go out and get it. And I, that, for new customers, is what's helped us compete. And then for existing customers, they love it because it represents them, so it creates a lifetime customer value for them to keep coming back, buying more, and stay engaged in the community of people. And I'm not just saying this, but that is exactly how I feel when I wear, I mean, the tagline initially, I am the hustle. Like, in the day's world, yeah. especially, as you say, self-made, it literally feels like a uniform. Anytime I go to put it on, I save it for certain events, Certain, you know what I mean? Like, I, especially, you know, when I ain't, yeah. ain't got to dress up, but I don't do a lot of dressing up like you guys do in the, you know, in the business world. So, but especially when I don't, but I still want to look the part, Money Motivation does that. So let me highlight you for telling you as a customer, if you will, uh, that it does make me feel that way. Anything for you, Johans, that you just want to maybe add on to um, how you've had and since had to develop that, that concept of a differentiator along the way to compete? Any thoughts on that from you? Uh, real quickly as well, and then we'll have uh, Mark ask you a question to get that second quarter started. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, man, I, I would just reiterate what I shared there in, at the beginning of at, at, at the beginning of the quarter, where uh, I am constantly, or not constantly, at least once a quarter, I'm sitting down to review: Am I attracting the right people? Am I offering them the right stuff or the right products or services? Is it at the right price? Uh, and is it in the right positioning so that I can continue to scale and grow my business? And I give myself a rating of, of one to 10 on each of those. So there have been times I'm actually going through it right now where I'm looking, looking, excuse me, looking at 
my pricing and my positioning and wondering, should I make a shift just based on what's going on in the economy today? And we'll save that for third quarter when I get to ask a question. Um, so, so, um, so yes, there, there has been some evolution to the brand itself, but I, I tell you what, just like with, with, with the two of you were speaking about when, when you wear it, when you put on that sweater and you feel like I am the hustle and I am that same, I, I feel the same way. When I put that on, I, I want somebody to look at it and say, Oh, you are the hustle. And I'm like, yes, it is me. I do this. I hustle. This is what I do. Let's go. Um, and that same feeling I get with my brand when a client calls me and says, Hey, you know, I'm following the money script. And that language did not exist nice. in their vocabulary nice. until they met me. And so instead of them nice. saying, Hey, I'm following my financial plan. But when they say, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm following the money script or my money script, I know that, okay, they're a client for life because that, that, that mantra is going to be stuck in their head as they work towards their future financial goals. And that's what they're going to talk to their friends and family about. Yeah. I put together a money script and where do they, where do they find a money script? Nowhere else, but right here. I love it. The differentiators make a big difference. Um, one other beautiful point, uh, Mark, you made the idea of that you want it priced to be a differentiator. Uh, definitely here in the ATL amongst a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that's a part that people sometimes struggle to figure out or even have the concept of selling to everybody, um, typically missing the boat. If you're not positioning yourself in one of those three, the discount, you know, the middle market or the premium market, uh, a lot of people fail to think about that because it changes how you market, where you put your money to get started. So just a great thought with that. But, Mark, if you will, go ahead and get the second quarter started. Uh, what question you got for Johan tonight? Yeah, let's get it. So, Johan, so here's, here's what I want to know from you, man. So, so I'm always thinking about and looking to enhance the client experience when it comes to the brand when it comes to building it, because I think that's everything. That's how you keep clients and customers. That's how you get new ones, because then they hear about it. That's how people refer, willing to tell other people about it, because most people are willing to refer because they know they won't be embarrassed. They, they want to tell somebody about something when they know people are going to be taken care of and going to get good product, and it's something they can vouch for. So, And it's also how you do it. I have a belief that it's not just what you do, it's how you do it that makes a difference. A lot of people sell clothes. But how you do it is the X factor. So my question to you is, what do you believe are the most important elements, I'll call it, or principles or elements or components or whatever, in helping to create a premium client experience when you're in business? What are some key things or thoughts or suggestions you can give me to continue to innovate or enhance, you know, creating a premium client experience related to my business? Indeed. Great question. So um, from in, 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 this is not just for financial services. I believe this is for any business. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, I copied it from somebody else. Can't tell you who, but it did. I can't remember who right now, but don't force me to do that. I'll figure it out later. Uh, But but one of the main things that I feel you have to do is you have to have a, a, a system or a repeatable process. We can't go and think about every single time. Like for instance, um, having a client base of clients, they have life events. So they get married, they buy homes, they have kids, they change jobs, et cetera. So I have a process that's built around every single one of those client events so that these are other touches that I know that I can have with them. If you go through my entire client base, you will find that every child that's been born since the money script came around, every, every child that's been born in my practice all has a, an inscribed piggy bank for that child. And we don't even think about it. It's, oh, so-and-so had a baby. Next thing I know, I'm getting an Instagram or Twitter or email or something saying, hey, thanks for the piggy bank. That's so cool. Thank you. So it's, it's a process that we put in place so that we, again, we don't have to think. And the clients think the world of it. And this process cost me $35 each time. But what does it do? They post it online, and, and they're tagging their friends, and, oh, that's cool. Where'd you get that? And, oh, my financial advisor gave it. Who's your financial advisor? My financial advisor didn't send me anything when my kid was born, those sort of things. The same thing with, with birthdays. Since my first year as a financial advisor, I've been sending handwritten birthday cards to not only clients but also to the client's children. And I've got notes back from those clients and notes from the kids saying, thank you. This is the only birthday card I received. People told me happy birthday, but no one sends cards anymore. So, again, that's ingrained into our culture. Now, I'll be honest. I don't write the cards anymore. Sorry, clients, if you heard that. 
I don't write the cards anymore. Uh, my assistant writes them, but I do help her with dictating the message, you know, happy 50th, happy 25th, or congratulations, you're a teenager, those sort of things. So those are systems that we put in place so that it's repeatable and I don't have to think. And if for some reason I'm out sick or I'm on vacation, I have people in place that they know, oh, somebody had a baby, we know exactly what we need to do next. So those, those processes are there and, and removes the, the failure. And it's that repeatable feel-good process that my clients know that I'm paying attention to the things that are going on in their lives. And that's really what I feel it comes down to is that people want to be heard and they want to feel loved. And if you can find little ways that you can do that outside of your product, outside of your service, you can find those other ways. Like, for instance, uh, uh, Mark, you do it right now because as a, as a client or I guess a, a patron of, uh, of the, the Money Motivation brand, I get your email. And I still haven't figured out the rhyme to, to, to them, whether it's weekly or monthly, but I feel like I always get them right on time. So I don't know if you're using what's going on in the rest of the world or maybe I'm just on a system and that's what happens. Hopefully it's not random, but I feel like when I get them, it's always at the right time. And I'm usually, not usually, I'm taking something out of that email, and I think we shared this on my podcast. I'm usually taking something out of the email and putting it into one of my emails. And I'm like, hey, this is great content. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. This is great. I'm just going to share part of this. Um, and so, again, it's having those systems in place that remind me that I'm important to you, not just because I bought something from you, but because – I'm a part of something that's a little bit bigger than me and you're paying attention to me. And, and that's what I feel that we have to do as business owners, period. That's something that we just got to do to, in order to make our brand stand out from some of the rest and some of the things that you don't think twice about. I mean, if you told me today that, that Clorox brand, that Clorox brand bleach went out of business, I wouldn't care. I'd buy the next brand of bleach. But if you told me that money motivation wasn't making clothing anymore, I'd be devastated because I feel like I have an affinity towards that brand. It's become a part of me and a part of what I do. Nice. So what I heard you say, let me just, a couple of things I heard, because this is really good. Systems and repeatable processes. Second, I heard in there that it was personal touches. You didn't say that word, but you, the examples you gave illustrated there's a personal touch to everything you're doing. So everybody doesn't feel like a machine or a number. And then, Consistency. There's, there, there was a, a layer of consistency that you talked about in the experience that keeps people connected versus some one-off thing. That, that's what I just got out of that. Yo, that was really good. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Right on. Absolutely. Yeah, and then as you were talking, Johan, right when you said email, that's what I was had in my head. I was like, I'm thinking about, I, I, was, I never forgot the very first time I got a piece of clothing from Money Motivation. I remember thinking, Wow, this, this this email is great. I didn't know I was going to get more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like I'm getting this email that I can use in reference to representing this brand that represents me. So you definitely are pulling it off, at least, again, in my opinion. But just wanted to highlight it because that's been my personal experience as well. Uh, with that said, we're going to go to our halftime. So everybody out there listening, enjoy this commercial. Brother, build these brands, if you will. We'll be right back. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. MoneyMotivation.com, MoneyMotivation.com. That is the website where you can get some of this premium wear that Mark is espousing about. 
We also have discounts for all of you listeners out there. So this is the inside track for those who listen to the Money Motivation Podcast. When going to the site, you see something you like, order it. You'll have an opportunity to put in a discount. That discount is simply MM Podcast for Money Motivation Podcast. Again, go to the site, pick something you like, get to the discount, put in MM Podcast, and it will save you 20% on the items that you purchase. So, that's an advantage of tuning in to the Money Motivation Podcast. But to continue on with Episode 7 of Money Motivation, again, a unscripted view into the game of business and money. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. We're moving into the third quarter. So, Johans, if you will, it's your turn to ask Mark a question. So, go ahead, brother. What you got for him? Yeah, so, so my question is centered around, I think you alluded to it earlier where you mentioned that you have the discount and then you have the standard and premium. I think that's what you said. I, my, I didn't have my pen yet, but I'll write it down when you say it again. But I'm curious for businesses like mine, for someone like yourself that's a business advisor, um, with the, the current state of the, of, of the economy uh, with COVID-19 and, and you know looming recession and all that good stuff, uh, there's a significant amount of my clients that have not had any interruption and their cash flow, any interruption in, you know, their assets, yeah, it goes down a little bit, but they're young, they got plenty of time. And I feel like that I can continue to target more of those people that have the income, have the assets, et cetera. But simultaneously, there's this internal pull that makes me want to do more for the people that don't have as much and, and creating some, something that I can offer to them but at the same time, not spreading myself too thin. Am I making sense? I'm tracking. I'm tracking. Okay. So my question is, should, do you think that businesses that, you know, have a scalable business model, things are doing good because this opportunity exists, should they pivot to, to do something for those other customers that they could have, or should they continue to keep swimming further and further upstream? It's almost like a moral question, if you will. So I do understand the question. I actually think it's probably something a lot of people struggle with, even outside of times like this, but this makes it more enhanced. Um, here's my opinion on it. Uh, it's a, it's a couple, couple things to it. Um, a part of your question, I think, Johans, is there's a philanthropic side to you, but a part of it is an activist side, meaning, you know, you want to you be able to actively be involved, let's say, in a lot of the things that are going on that are impacting in terms of the social unrest, that are impacting African Americans because we are black and we have some affinity to that and want to contribute to the cause. And so there's a philanthropic piece to that that says, hey, I want to be active in, in whatever way I can, if that's, you know, providing financial literacy, if that's getting involved with the movement, that type of thing. Is that part of the question as well? I mean, I just want to confirm yes. that. I don't want to put yes. words in your yes. mouth, but yes. okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, and I get that. I, I completely, completely understand that. So the way I would answer that is this. Um, I actually believe the number one thing that you can do to contribute to that is to continue to work to free yourself. I think you freeing yourself and your family is the start of then expanding that to the community that you live in and can impact, and then expanding that further to a nation of people that ultimately we want to impact in our lives. Back to the core concept of my philosophy of economics being the base, meaning you can, you can have freedom with an economic base without politics, without education, without philanthropic pieces, but you can never have freedom with just those things without the economic piece. So with that philosophy as a base, the start of that is with you. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is being the best that you could possibly be serving your current clients to drive in a for-profit business the money you need to drive to continue to free yourself. And when I say free yourself, I know you have a level of autonomy right now because you run your business, but I mean getting to your number like we talked about in the previous podcast. So I think that that is then what allows you to not only be an example, but also then truly do and make the impact and contributions that you're looking to make. It takes a certain type of person to be an activist, and everybody can be an activist. Everybody, that, everybody is not designed to be that. Everybody shouldn't be that. 
Um, and as a matter of fact, I think that the more people we have try to do that, the less people we have that can be working towards a goal of getting an economic base that can truly free us. There are some unique people slated for that, and they want that to be defined as their purpose in life. But I think for you, Johans, and knowing who you are, I actually believe the best thing you can do is drive even harder into building your business to help as many people as you can free themselves because that's your core business. You're trying to help them be financially independent and then helping yourself and your family get to your number to be financially so that then you have a level of true power and autonomy and freedom to do whatever the hell you want to do in terms of making an impact. I actually believe that that is far more important than any other thing that you could do to go out and be an activist and, and, and so on and so forth. Now, the second part of it, though, is within that, that does not mean that you can't provide some philanthropic pieces. I actually think you're doing it already. You do a free financial literacy uh, class, I think, every week now. I'm seeing posts about it all the time. Well, that alone is a contribution because you're giving back. You're giving value. You're giving back. Anybody can tune into that. Anybody can get that game, uh, in particular uh, young, young black men and women, uh, and see you as an example, but also hear those lessons and that value to then get more people tied into how you can help them. And then in turn, you can then make a decision based on them being either potential clients or you're doing something pro bono about how you can individually then help them learn to free themselves and help their family and their community and in the nation. That's what I think, in my opinion, would be the most important thing that you could do. I appreciate that. So, so if I can bring that back. So what, what I'm hearing is that number one, the greatest contribution that I can make is continuing to thrive myself because I do it by leading by example, which I firmly believe that, you know, there's many different forms of leadership, but if lead by example, none of the other forms of leadership will work long-term. So there's that. Um, and um, because that will give, get me closer to my number, help provide me with more freedom and autonomy, I can then take the, the resources that freedom and the resources that autonomy with that creates, and I can pour that back into more projects like I'm already doing, like the, the weekly financial literacy courses um, or some other sort of philanthropic sort of way to continue to help move the culture, shift the culture when it comes to finances, especially in the black and brown community. So no, that that, was, right. that was very helpful because I've been I've been struggling with that. I, I have been struggling with it and and thinking, oh well, do I need to create a lower tiered you know service so that I can bring these people on? But then it was like, if I bring them on, it's the time. No. And it's not quite the right client, but I want to be a, a you know I want to be a contributor. No. But no, that that was very helpful. I, I really appreciate it. No, no, that will be distracting. Distracting meaning distracting you from getting closer to what we're talking about, which in the end will take longer which in the end will lessen your ability to have an impact in your life. It will be mediocre versus you getting there faster, and then you could truly, you know, be able to make a meaningful contribution. Not that anything right now wouldn't be meaningful, but I'm talking about from an economic standpoint. From an economic standpoint, then be able to take that important into either things you're doing that can expand or things other people are doing that they can expand, but then you, there's that freedom and autonomy and power you actually have with that, and anything you do outside of that is distracting. It is distracting because unless you said to me that you, you just truly wanted to go out and be an activist and be a, a, a pro bono in the community um, and that, that was your definition of your purpose in life, that's different, yo. But that's not, but that's not to my understanding. You know what I mean? This is, this is your core of what you believe and your philosophy, what you do. So the best thing you could do is free yourself, build the hell out of that business, help as many people in that business as you can at the pricing that you do versus creating another tier and then leverage that to then be able to make the impact that's always in your head. Cause that never goes away and never goes away. And, and by virtue of you doing that, I actually think that can be your highest contribution. And if every black person and every person who of, of goodwill, no matter what color they are, who wanted to contribute in that way, did that, we make a lot of impact. And let me throw this out. And, uh, and, I, and yeah. let me throw this out. I think this will help you as well just to throw this out. Uh, myself and Mark have maintained our friendship on basically completely different paths, partly because as he was focused, again, we always knew he was going to take that, this, the route that he's on. But it, it's not always understanding when you 
un- that understanding amongst your friends when you see somebody, in a sense, leaps and bounds, moving up in, pl- in, in, in certain planes based on where you're at, right? And so sometimes people wouldn't always understand it, but I, always, I would always call them to say, do exactly what you're doing. I understand it. I don't expect to hear from you this year. And that's, I'm exaggerating that a little bit just for content purposes. But you do it because sometimes he would be torn every now and then when they would say, well, where's Mark at? Yep. And I would be yeah. with the group saying, he's good. He's with us. He's good. Because there's one thing Mark said in t- to you that is most important. He says, you can be an example. I knew how necessary it was for him to be that example that in my work that I could from time to time say, hey, young man, let me have you talk to somebody who's, who, who is basically already where you want to be. And if I didn't have him in my back pocket, I couldn't do that. And the bigger example of them all is we all know MLK. Herman J. Russell here in Atlanta financed the movement. MLK went to jail 40-plus times. Herman J. Russell could not be out front because if he was in jail, he couldn't have gotten MLK in the big six out of jail. Mm. So he was mm. never. That's, a, see, that's interesting. I, I, I've never heard that before. Thank you for that. i got to write that down. Mm. Mm. That's real. So I knew it would hit home on what you're asking. And no surprise, how many times do we do the Money Motivation Podcast, people may out there may not realize how unscripted we really are just pulling this thing off, but it never it fails that the cut aptly applies to whatever, because I don't know what, you, just so anybody out there know, I don't know what they're going to ask each other. I want people to really understand when we say this is an unscripted view into the game of business and money, I have no idea what these brothers in the squad are going to ask each other. And so the cut always fits in. So it really keeps us in this vein. And I and I typically I play the cut just so everybody knows we as a tribute to losing Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh the the example that he set fits right along with the purpose of this brand, money motivation, hard work, dedication, being the best thing that we hear Mark talk about all the time. So as, as a, in a sense as a tribute, we play cuts from Kobe Bryant and let both of them talk about it. Uh, typically, I just pay it, play it and let them say something, but I had to set this one up. But it's right in the vein that we're in, and I'll keep the setup very quick because we're already in the space. Um, and it's just simply I, I, I'm playing this cut because based on what y'all hear, I just want to set y'all up because here's where I want y'all to kind of go as far as what you get from it or what you might say about it. You're going to hear um, the position that black athletes specifically are put in during times like this. And the other aspect is, as much as we are still committed, as Marcus told you, Johan, stay on your focus, get to your number. I still wanted people to know that the Money Motivation Podcast is aware of what's going on out there. So this cut kind of embodies that. I also, to both of you, as, as Kobe says, hey, here's the position of black athletes, I feel like wealthy black men are often in that same position and, and can be torn. So it's the perfect question you had, um, Johan. So let's listen to this cut and then get y'all thoughts on it. When you look across the landscape of the black athletes today, who whose leadership impresses you the most? Well, I think what Colin Kaepernick stood for is, is, is um, the epitome of doing what he believes is right now things have been taken out of context and misconstrued and they try to bend it this way or that way uh, and missing the point of what it is, the message that she was getting across. And I think having the bravery to be able to do that is something that we should all stand for. You decided to donate to his campaign, his fundraising campaign. What made you do that? Well, exactly that. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard um, as a black athlete to just simply sit here and say, you know what? We're comfortable. We made it. We have it made. It's okay. We don't. We don't need to jump into this thing. It's too much controversy. We don't need it. Is that the right thing to do? No, it's not. So why do it? Right. So it was a very easy decision for me. What do you think about? Yo, Hans, we'll start with you. Any thoughts as you hear Kobe work through that himself, being a 
supporter of uh, Kaepernick going through that situation. And now, uh, as, as I've mentioned on previous videos this week in the work that I do, uh, I bet people wish people were, in a sense, just kneeling uh, uh, versus what they're seeing now. But just any thoughts on uh, Kobe being, one, supportive of, 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 of what Kaepernick was doing and mostly the idea of being positioned as that black black athlete, you being similar, trying to figure this out as you go to hit your number. Any thoughts? Yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind is that um, is what, what, what he reminded me of, like you said, the conversation we were already having is that um, I get to figure out how I want to position my brand, position my voice, position my even my spirit in in being a part of the current conversation and what does that sound like what does it look like and do i have the capacity to do it so um so i have to kind of go back to what i was thinking about before as far as you know can i am i doing the right things for the right people the right position so i can scale it and and mark the advice you gave me earlier is really making me think now I want to go back and just kind of look at what we're doing and how we're positioning ourselves and make sure that we are using our platform um, for good and, and to send the right message so that it amplifies the, the services that I'm already providing to my existing clients. My existing clients see it and say, yes, I am glad to be a part of that because I like how my advisor is standing up or I like how my, the firm where I work with, how they are standing up and doing what in their eyes, in my eyes, is the right thing versus just sitting on the sidelines. So that's something I can't do. I, I like a, like a lot of us, I, I don't come from a, a you know, a, a wealthy background. We lived on the edge of the hood and we struggled for many years and I dealt with police brutality and, and, and bigotry and racism, all of those things I dealt with, but then I escaped it for probably a good, felt like almost 15, 20 years or almost forgot it even existed. And now it's kind of back in our faces again. And, and I, I think that all companies um, and, in the, and as individuals, we, we have to figure out, okay, well, you know, um, not so much what side of history we're going to be on, but what is our role and, and how do we play that role and how do we make an impact? So that, that's what comes up for me. Mark, we're going to let you close us out, um, you know, in a sense, to, um, your thoughts to that cut. Well, I wasn't expecting that cut either, but it's very interesting how it does tie in. Um, we talked about standing for something. We talked about bravery. We talked about how it's hard for black athletes to jump in. Maybe they feel some confliction in their mind as an example of, you know, I'm comfortable. Uh, but, you know, it was an easy decision for him. And, and I think, Montoya, that's, that's what you were pointing to, alluding to, of how it ties into this. So what I interpret is this, is that similarly in the business world or any a black man who has achieved some level of success um, would be faced with a similar decision, let's say. And in my opinion, um, in the face of that decision, no matter what you're doing, there are things that you can do very meaningfully and very clearly that will be your contribution. You can make your voice heard. Um, in whatever platform you have. This is a platform. Johans and I are making our, our voices heard. That's a contribution. Um, you can dig more into your purpose. I think by virtue of you actually digging into your purpose to um, drive a level of excellence, a level of power, a level of economic freedom, that's a contribution. Um, contributing to causes that support it because you personally don't have to create something systematic to change things, but there are things already created. You can contribute to those causes that already exist that you believe in and, and align with what you believe because they need money and economics to be able to do it, but they already have a system and a distribution net, network to support it. You can contribute to those causes. Um, staying true to your values and who you are, because if us as individuals can, as, as black men who achieve a certain level of success, in the face of adversity individually, are willing to stand for something. That is a contribution because there's a lot of Negroes who don't. They don't. They, they, they wishy-washy or they whatever. They fold. You know, they're handkerchief heads. They won't, they won't actually stand true, and that's a contribution to be able to stand true. Um, the money motivation brand is a contribution, and being able to have as many lives touch that as possible and be one of the most influential brands in the world when it relates to that. The young black men and women can look up to and say, 
I'm a part of that. That represents me. So you want to know my the way I feel and the way my positioning and um, how I feel about it and where I stand on these issues? Watch how I walk. Watch how I talk. Watch how I treat people. And you'll know. You will know. That's my contribution. And I think that is if, if, if we do that in our own respective rights, then mission accomplished. Yeah. I love it. Mission accomplished. Uh, another mission is to make sure we let people know how they can stay in contact with each of you for what you're doing, anything that you want to put out publicly. Uh, so, Johans, at this time, please share that with uh, anyone listening. Indeed, appreciate it. So, uh, as Mark mentioned earlier, I, I do have a podcast as well. It is called the Money uh, the Money Script Podcast. It can be found on all podcast platforms. So, just go to your favorite podcast, type in the Money Script, you'll get me there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at the money script. You can get us on Facebook at the money script LLC. Of course, you can find us on our website at moneyscriptwealth.com. Beautiful moneymotivation.com moneymotivation.com listeners enjoy a 20% discount. When you get to the discount code, you will find some amazing gear put in MM podcast and you will save 20% on all purchases. That is, in a sense, our gift to you for being a listener to Episode 7 of the Money Motivation Podcast, an unscripted view into the game of business and money. With that said, game over. All my life. Grinding all my life, stack the spice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. all my life, been grinding all my life, stack the spice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. I'm married to this giant, that's who I made my wife, said I die alone, I told that bitch, probably right. One thing that's for sure, not a stranger to this life. Got a safe that's full of Franklin and a shoulder full of stripes. I don't know a nigga like myself. I stay self-made, meaning I design myself. County jail phase, you can pull my file yourself. Spot rage, swallow rocks, I'm getting myself. Nah, damn right, I like the life I built. I'm from West Side 60, but I might got killed. Standing so tall, they think I might got still. Legendary baller like Mike, like Will. 96 Impala, thug life on wheels. Up against the wall, squabble at Fox Hill. Like a mother boss, ask me how I feel. Successful street, touching their first meals. Whoa. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, 